0: Time, yes time, how you doing? That's right, baby. Here we are,
1: baby. Hello. Hey, how, how are we, everybody? So welcome to this episode of The Artenders with Mac and Dan. My mom makes fun of that all the time, by the way. She's like, oh, are you going to see Dan? Because she's always known you as Danny. Who, me?
0: Well, it just rolls off the tongue better.
1: No, no, no. I told her. I was like, I think it's more for intro's sake than anything else. Because yes. I th- I, it, it's mainly the intro that it, it feels good.
0: Yes. So, Mac, this week we decided to continue our escapade uh, with the show called The Wire. It is an excellent TV show that originally premiered in, I believe, 2002 for HBO. And so we decided, hey, let's continue this show that we've already discussed the first season of. Let's now talk about season two. And when we originally discussed and looked at uh, the first season, we consistently articulated and tried to describe in the most detail that we could the quality and the nature of its storytelling uh, and, and how it executed. Uh, so, Mac, what were your immediate thoughts to this second season of The Wire, and how do you think it compares to the first?
1: Whenever you say immediate, do you mean my immediate, like, right off the bat, uh, like, watching the first few episodes, or, like, after I finished the season... How do I, how did I feel? Can we get a
0: little bit of kumase you know, a little, little bit of, of both, yeah. a little bit of your first impressions and then your final
1: impressions of how course. the season was. So at first I actually felt like the show was getting very didactic. Do you know what I mean by didactic? No. So and that, that, that's, that's totally fine. So it was getting very preachy. Didactic means like it, it's trying really hard to teach you a lesson. Okay. Like heavy-handed um, very heavy-handed okay. uh, especially heavy-handed with its like symbolism right um and so with with the last season it was pretty low-key and and very clever about the times in which it was like oh yeah you know that the um uh the people in this gang they are kind of similar to the cops aren't they yeah like it was it was it was clever about it, and with this one at first, at least, it was really hitting you over the head with, like, mm-hmm. oh, and we're going to... And, and like, the people that work down at the docks, they're like, we're all the same, and it's like, okay, well, let's,
0: let's come to... Like, yeah. I, I felt... I also had that horse. impression, too, that I was like, oh, this just... I, at the beginning, yeah. that oh, this just feels like a repeat of storytelling. Yeah, um, we have this new group of antagonists, and then eventually, it, it takes until like the fifth episode. But the group gets back together to right. take down the bad right. guys. Right. It it does feel didactic <laughs> in that nature. Right. But and, the group
1: gets back. To, yeah.
0: And what? But the funny part is, is that even throughout that course, uh, in like the first half, it's still well done. Right? Sure, sure, sure. I think there were moments, particularly in like the first episode, where there's this montage of the bunch, bunch of uh, stevedores as they're called, um, a bunch of the people who work on the docks. Yeah. They're just like partying, quote unquote, in in the bar and getting drunk and having fun. Yeah, right. It's this weird montage that I think it's only like a minute and a half, but it feels like ten minutes. Yes. And you're like, what is this show trying? To do? Yeah. Where are we going? So like, it's weird. very clear that like the show is gonna focus on them, but it, it was hard to tell from that moment. But why? Where is this coming from? It felt, which is okay, but at the same time, it wasn't.
1: It felt like an unnecessary prologue. Yeah. Like they were trying to be like, "Oh yeah, we're just gonna like set you up for the season," but it's like I don't need that. Just start showing me shit. Like, just give me story already. Yeah. Um, especially because, and and, and I think it had a lot to do with the way in which we watched it obviously it wasn't a weekly for us it was a we just finished the first season let's go into the next second season Way to,
0: wait a you know squish down that burp that you just had oh thank you very do you nice think work. that it picked up i hope they it did it absolutely did it's <laughs> no get out my mind
1: <laughs> oh i hope so um um i'll i'll make it <laughs> loud I'll, I'll make it loud and proud next time okay good very good uh but yeah be, because we already just we just had the first season right it didn't take any effort for us to to leap into the second season. No. Whereas I could see how they would try and ease you into the second season mm-hmm. um, if we hadn't watched the show in several months and had yeah. no way to watch the show in several yeah. months. Um, yes, but the it, by by the time because you you're talking about the the start of the show and then by the time the show finished, I guess my immediate thoughts were well, I I guess I guess it kind of has to do with my. My biggest problem with the second season, which Okay. and I, the second it ended. I was like, it was, it was really good. Yeah, it really was really good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I
0: mean, not as good as the first one, but it was true. still a very good, well done season.
1: Yeah, and they they've found a. I, I I hate to use the word formula because that feels like I'm diagnosing it with yeah with a specific genre, mm-hmm. but I think they have found. Um, a, like you're talking about a way of storytelling. Yeah. In which I feel like they can keep this consistent and tell several different stories with the same mode and same form. Yes. Um
0: But I also want to say that I like I would be disappointed if in the third season, which yeah. neither of us have started yet, but no. in the third season if they do this same sort of quote unquote formula. Yeah, right? Sure. Because because now I'm like, okay, so We had this new interesting story, kind of executed in a similar way. Stakes were a little bit different, but nevertheless, we had this new story that I thought, in the end, paid off. And so, but if the third season kind of starts out in the same way, I would be disappointed because, okay, so we've already seen this show. Sure. Right. I'm not sure now exactly what the third season can throw at us. Mind you, I think the third season is going to do something new with how they ended this season.
1: Yeah. 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 You know. Yeah. So
0: I think the issue with the first season, uh, no, actually, well, it's difficult to uh, to describe. But what the first season did to the second season, right, is that the first season ended great, but it resulted with all the, the all the characters kind of splitting off and yeah. doing their own thing or their and or their own assignments. Yeah. Right, and so then you have like five episodes in the second season, just trying to figure out how to put those characters back together, while also simultaneously keeping up with Avon Barksdale's group, yeah. as well as simultaneously trying to develop these this new group of characters and yeah. this new group of antagonists. And I don't really like using the word antagonist, but for just in an effort to describe. Uh, The group of the individuals who work on the dock and the union and then the Greeks and the the drug organization behind that. Um, But like I said, antagonist is not the right word. But if I were to put it into one word, it'd it'd be that one. But it, it took a while for the show to set up because of how the first season ended, which, I mean, I thought was to the show's detriment. But then how the show ended this season was like, okay now we're kind of back on track, right? But then that also is another issue in my heart in regards to this season. It's just like, oh, this feels like a side story. Like, this doesn't feel as important. I
1: agree, yes.
0: Because, so, how the third season ended was McNulty and Kima figuring out Oh, okay, so some of uh, Westside, Prop Joe's guys, are selling in the towers where Avon Barksdale's people used to sell. There is something happening here, and this is, I mean, it was so clearly set up. This is going to be our objective yeah. for the third season, right? Which is cool, but, um, I mean, it was very clearly thought out. And not clearly thought out, but it was clearly presented that it was, it's going to be the next objective. But then it kind of made it feel like, oh, so we're just back to these guys. But but what about what was happening in this season? Does that make right. sense? No,
1: no, it makes 100% sense. It kind of pissed me off whenever we would go back to uh, Av- Avon Barksdale, back to, what, D? Um, yeah. Back to... Uh, uh, Stringer Bell, Bubbs, Preston. Because they... cheese. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We'll because, get to cheese. Yeah. Because... It was just a continuous reminder of... Like it, it, all it was was a reminder. All yeah. it was was, hey, remember these people are in this show. Yeah. Moving on, um, because, because they know they, they...
0: Didn't tie the loose end, so they had no. to go back to them for storytelling. And right. obviously, they had to go back to them because they were trying to set up at the same time uh, future season, stories. Yeah, season three, exactly.
1: You know? Yeah, so so they just wanted to keep being like, hey, we're gonna bring them back, but back to the actual story you're watching. Yeah. Um, which yeah was was annoying because I had all of this like build up for for Avon, for D, for uh, uh, Idris Elba, and (laughs) I I can't not see him as Idris Elba. Yes. Um, That just didn't go anywhere this season, and it was kind of frustrating to me because it felt like an entirely different show. I wouldn't wouldn't say
0: go anywhere, but not... It wasn't the forefront. It just wasn't the forefront.
1: Right, right. And so the... um, And another thing that I was hoping for with the end of this season, but ended up not not I think panning out in the way it needed to. Right. Is that they take that um Doc's case yeah. all the way down to 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 the last bit and everything. Mm-hmm. And they genuinely do spend the entire last two episodes. Like it's all just fallout. Like yeah. they they figure out the case like at the end of the, you know, what yeah, yeah, was yeah. that, tenth episode? Yeah. And then eleven and twelve are simply just like, like
0: following through, trying to get like names. And yeah, contacts it's just everything, just like like
1: the the scroll falling down the street. Yeah, and um, and so I thought because they had hit a wall and the Greeks were able to get away, right. I was like, oh, that's exciting. So it, the story can't stay in Baltimore anymore. Mm. They have to. They have to chase these guys because I had gotten so interested in the Greeks.
0: <laughs> but they wouldn't chase these guys because right. they, they work in Baltimore.
1: And so that's just the end. Yeah, it's
0: just It'd be the FBI's thing, if anything. But yeah, they're sure. just gone. I mean, so ideally, that was a setup for those characters to hopefully yeah, come
1: happened. back. I don't know. We don't know.
0: But we don't know. That was another tell- thing
1: that I kept thinking to myself is I was like, if I was the Greek... I would have decided to up and leave Baltimore a long time ago. Yeah. Like like a few steps ago. Yeah. Like he, he, he like tried to. Like already when
0: the police were like on their tail and, and the had The second he scent. heard about that,
1: he shouldn't have been like, uh, like, let's see what happens. He should have been like, oh, got it. Off to uh, what? Philadelphia. Yeah, whatever. Off to yeah. Pittsburgh. Off to any other dock like yeah. along the entire East Coast. Yeah, that was strange and bothersome. So bothersome to me.
0: Let's go back to the Greeks and discuss uh, who they were. Because I felt that, uh, once again, yes, the season was a bit didactic. Was it as strong as the first season? No. But it should, st- it should be stated again that this season was still very, very strong. And so with that, I also felt that the Greeks uh, in this show and sort of how they executed business was so cold. Yeah. Yeah. That I I thought it was it was a very good change of pace right because there was nothing that felt necessarily cold about Avon Barksdale's group it all felt sort of in the game right so when cold things did happen it just felt like collateral damage sort of in the game yeah. sort of things right but there was something about the Greek that's not is not in the game right because in the game implies this sort of uh, childish toyish uh, innocent nature right. But there was something about the Greeks that it was just like this is strictly business. Yeah. That made that those you know those groups that group of characters so frightening. Yeah. In a way that the moment the second to last episode ends and it's Frank Sabatka, who is the antagonist, not really, but uh, the leader of the union uh, that work at the docks, he goes over to talk to the Greeks, but the Greeks know that that he is going to sell them out. So you know, in the last moments of that episode, that Frank is walking towards his death, right? And that is a chilling moment. You're yeah. like, I never really cared about this character, yeah. but right. oh God, oh God. Because you know, at the same time, there's something very human about, okay, he is going to that group of people in order to help his son out. I know yeah. I'm just skipping a bunch of information, no, 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 and no, I'm no, you're sort right. of uh, assuming that one already knows all this information, but he goes over to this group to try to help his son out, and so there's something very human about that need, about the desire, right? Yes, about that gaping yeah. hole of need, and but you, and you know he they're going to kill him, yeah. And and you don't and yeah, they that also was a kinda, moment, and they hype it up a little bit. In the season two where they tend to cut off the heads and hands of their victims, They did not do it for Frank for some reason. I guess to send a message or something. Even though, no, they try to tie him down to the end of the river. I don't know. Not entirely sure. But point is, there was something just so cold about these guys and they were so happy. While doing it, yeah, right? right. That there was something about Avon Barksdale's group, like it's all in the game. It's it's got to be done, right? And yeah, yeah, like, yeah. This is yeah, just yeah, how yeah. things go, and this is just how things are. And we gotta just uh, play the hand that we're given, yeah. right? And and that's that's the end of that. While the these guys are like, it's business, you know, and they just kind of like shrug, shrug it off, and just yeah. like hopscotch along to you know the next job, and something so casual about in the first or second episode. Uh, cutting some somebody's throat yeah. as if it was every day. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. That you know we don't see we don't see in the first season. Uh, I presume Stringer Bell and other characters um, torture uh, Brandon, who was one of the stickup boys, right? But we see the Greek uh, or somebody—I think it was the Greek—cut somebody's throat. Yeah, and it was chilling. Yeah, It was chilling, and but I thought it really helped paint the picture of even though the narrative structure of the season is kind of similar to the first, these guys are different yeah. in a way. They're the same in the storytelling, but they're different with how they respond yeah. to situations, which I thought aided the development of not necessarily these characters, but the development of the story and how... Uh, the main characters, like McNulty, like Daniels, like Bunk, would go after these guys.
1: And it comes down a lot, I think, to motive. Um, and, and what's so scary about the Greeks is that they uh, th- their motives are vastly different from the other people that we've seen. Yeah. Obviously, the police with Justice and all that stuff. But specifically with um, uh, Avon Barksdale... And uh, Omar and all of all of those people and as well as mm-hmm. uh, um, everyone down at the docks, the sobatkas, all of them, everyone's mantra is family. Everyone's mantra yes, is at the end for of the day. It up. Yes. Yeah, everyone. at the end of the day, all of us were always doing it for family. And the mm-hmm, Greeks don't right. give a flying fuck about family. And
0: that's what makes Stringer's Bell Stringer Bell's character so interesting too. Yeah, yeah. Uh so for some reason you don't know or you don't remember, Stringer Bell orders a hint. A hint. Wow. Uh, Man. Hit on D'Angelo Barksdale, Avon's nephew, because he feels that D'Angelo is going to slip at yeah. some point. He's going to crack, and he is going to give up the operation in order to save his own save his own hide and pursue a different life. Um. So Stringer sniffs this out, orders the hit, and has him killed. Right, which kind of messes everybody up. Right, because nobody nobody knows that Stringer ordered ordered the hit. So Avon is just super duper confused because how the hit was staged, it looked like a suicide. So Avon is like, I can't believe he would do this. He yeah. wasn't strong enough. I thought he was. Um, even uh Weebe was like, I mean, look, he shouldn't have done it. He was he wasn't as strong as we thought. It works out better for us, but it's still a shame, right? And then you have D'Angelo's mother who was distraught. Right. But you have stringer bell be this sort of antithesis to this all we don't know stringer bell's family yeah his family seems to be this drug operation this business that he's running but i mean but it's hardly a family he just basically owns the thing yeah but there is something cold about him too and what was interesting too about stringer bell as well is that every time he was on screen for a lot of characters you can kind of interpret and read what they're thinking For Stringer Bell, it is so difficult. It is so difficult to look at. And and this goes to Idris Elba's performance. He is my gold medal easily. Oh, I love that. Good. Because there was, as if he was putting up this wall, like the character was putting up the wall. Not Idris Elba having a wall that prevented him from giving a stellar performance. No, this character was putting up this wall the entire time. So we we have no idea who the true Stringer Bell is. Yeah, really. Like what Stringer Bell genuinely desires. Everybody, for the most part, has their heart kind of on a sleeve. This guy doesn't. And it sort of parallels with the Greeks too. Yeah. Um, but that's what made Stringer Bell to me so terrifying at the same at the same time. And so interesting and that also plays into the greeks that what made it so terrifying to watch them was like oh this is just business they have no families they're just doing this for the money but the money for what right like just it's just their living yeah and that that's that's kind of the freaky part that Where, where we have avon who's doing this drug operation for his family and to support his family and his loved ones and to support each other but then you have stringer bell and the greeks just conducting business
1: yeah it's terrifying and and don't I mean, don't you hope that Stringer Bell is gonna have to have some sort of interaction with the Greeks. I That'd am, be so sick. I am
0: I oh oh oh.
1: Yeah. Like, what if they try to go into business together, or...
0: I mean, who knows? If, if they put that the Greeks back in, which oh, I, I, hope. I, mean, I hope they do. Me I hope too. they do, because because that All was degrees. a loose end. And I felt that this show has been doing a good job, good job, uh, of tying up loose ends, but not yeah. necessarily tying up loose ends, but rather keeping track of, hey, we have these loose ends. Yeah. This is something that we are going to need to uh, pay attention to and, and keep tabs on. Um, So I am... I'm looking forward to the storytelling that comes with the future that is it's looking like to be a stringer bells a uh, drug operation yeah but nevertheless I, I still I, I still wish there was a higher priority in the storytelling that was the Greeks and the union members at the docks um, because it was such a high focus and then it suddenly, wasn't
1: yeah right right, right. which was a
0: shame because but even though like the show ends with nick sabatka like looking out and then there's this montage kind of similar to the first season that everything is you know went back to normal quote unquote where none of this was for anything and really if anything like i mean things were changed but for the worse right yeah we had frank sabatka constantly trying to Set up things better for his union members and for the people that worked for him. But to see in the end everything got worse yeah. was a shame. But I also hope that it doesn't feel like the end for Nick. Um, that I'm, I'm just interested. Yes. I'm just yes, interested yes, yes. that still there are some issues with this season. I know I'm sounding like a broken record. But I'm interested... To see how they tie up those loose ends. And I honestly hope they do. I believe in these show writers and show runners. I I, I, do too. But I... I hope, I hope that they tie up those loose ends and in a way that it has very good
1: payoff. It's funny that we're talking about like what we hope for the future, even though it's a show that's already been written and has been out for several years. You know what I mean? That is (laughs) true. That we're like, I hope that whenever they come around to the third season, but like it's, 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 it's alive. It's there. So let's just figure it out. But, um. But
0: it shows that, but like the sort of expectations that we have for this show and, and but uh, the show has earned those expectations, those high expectations. I am so sorry for cutting
1: you off. What were you about to say? Well, I I was starting to think about, because I hope that um, Stringer Bell gets pushed a little bit more into the forefront of of just arcs, right? Yeah. And then I started thinking about, at one point it kind of hit me. I was like, who's the protagonist of this show? Like, Whose story <laughs> am I following? You know yeah. what I mean? And it, and it kind of confused me for a while. We got a lot of Jimmy this season. You think so?
0: I think, ooh, well, kind of. Like, we got a lot more, I feel like, insight into Jimmy's internal struggles. Yeah, we got a lot more
1: personal Jimmy. Yes. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But in terms of, like, just screen time, I think, in my opinion, I think we got a lot of Nico and Ziggy. Yeah, we got a lot of Sabotka. I got so much sabatka in this season. <laughs> And so like I don't know. It's just like how I it just say felt it right. In my, it just in my felt head. right in that yeah. moment because it, it kind of reminds me of their Baltimore yeah. twang. Sabatka's. Mm-hmm. So um <sighs> I started thinking about God. Like well, I guess I can't really think about who changes because that's kind of everyone. So like what what are what are the two forces working against each other? And then I was like, oh wait, I forget. That's like the whole concept of the show. Like that's the genius of the show. Mm-hmm. Is that. If we were going to pick a person to represent each force, it would be, I guess, like Volchik or some shit, Valchik, and yeah. Volchik, sorry, and, <laughs> some, and and Frank Sabatka. I know, yeah, party foul. Um <laughs> Frank Sabatka as well. Yeah, which is funny because, just like in the first season, and, I'm, and I hope for the rest the, for the for the rest of the entire show that we are constantly. Um, given way more time with the people working for these people. Because those are the people actually doing the thing. Yeah. Because, Valchik? Yeah? Thank you. Sorry, I was making sure I was pronouncing it right. You got it. You got it. <laughs> with confidence. Very, good, time, very Valch. good. Yes, um, uh Valchik, we've almost never see him purely because he know? doesn't really do shit. Yeah. He just tells him to do shit. Yeah. And classic. I know, I know. (laughs) And such an asshole, too. Yeah. There's just very little to like about. But it's funny to
0: think about that this whole season started, just just let this sink in. This whole season started because Valcek was bitter that he didn't have a window in a Polish church. Yep, yep. Let that one sink in. That the events of this season started. (laughs) That's so good. People's Uh, lives were radically changed. Because Valchik was petty. Yeah. Which is very, very funny to think back on. And it's kind of similar to the first season, too. Once again, both to its uh, aid and detriment that it being similar to the first season, but in the first season, how everything started was Jimmy McNulty talking to the judge. Oh, you don't know about Avon Barksdale?
1: Right, right.
0: But it's something as small as that. And then it takes on these radical proportions of, oh... Now we have like twelve dead bodies on our yeah. hands, and we are 13. going to thirteen. Thank you. And we are going to find out who's responsible.
1: yeah, yeah. Um,
0: and so and, and that was actually a very clever way of of tying both homicide and this little ragtag group uh, back together. yeah, right right uh, into And the season. It was
1: also super interesting that. Because just like you were saying, yes. near the near the end of the season, uh Valchik comes in and is super pissed at everybody, like, well like like I told you to go get Frank Sabatka. Frank Sabotka, when did all this become like 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 that big of a deal? Like care about this after you get Frank and everything. Yeah and, and what is it, Lieutenant Daniels, right? Yeah. With yeah. Um just kinda looks at him as like, well, that's how it started. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But we got some more frisk to fry, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's like, we're going to take down an entire operation, maybe work it all the way up to the head of the of this like international, create like know,
0: human trafficking. Yeah. This insane thing that's happening, but it also genuinely feels like ah oh, nobody cares. Like, but it well, but but that's what makes this show so
1: good. Yes, that's the best part. I agree. I think the best part of the show is that. The only person... Everybody's awful. For the and, and every... Yeah, everybody does not give a shit. Everybody would rather... Because, like, in... And I love this. I love this part of the show, is that every single show on television that has ever been invented about police... Yeah. ...or about detectives... Oh, justice. ...just blows smoke up their ass constantly. And justice. Yeah, and it's like... Um, everyone's, like, super hungry to, like, go and get the bad guy. Yeah. And, with and this it's a feel-good story. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But with this one, they see 13 dead bodies, and everyone's like... I don't want it. Not it. Like, no. Nope, yeah, I don't, I don't want that case. Do you want
0: that case? I don't want that case. Yeah. Uh, actually, and then they have, you know, if you look at the map, uh, it looks like it's in that county. That looks like it's yeah. your problem. It takes a uh, few episodes. I don't episodes. care if we find the culprit of right. 13 dead people. <laughs>
1: right. It takes, it takes episodes of... Arguments and 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 going after each other just for someone to finally take the case and yeah. it's just the random like like uh, uh, doc police officer like bay police officer yeah. Who stumbled upon him in the first place, who yes. also does not want to take it. But it's like, I mean, if no one else, I guess I have to. If no one else is going to. Yeah. And it's this woman that's never that's never been detected. And, like, she. That's I, never she, gone in the case. And she doesn't. I mean, her growth of a
0: character, I love uh, Beady is her name. Yeah. Who's portrayed by Amy Ryan. Yeah. I, first of all, love her performance. Second of all, love the growth of her character. How yeah. she was kind of like, I don't want to say, but I'm going to say Mouse like yeah. at the beginning. And then how. Sort of like a force to be reckoned with yeah. at the end. And it's just so clear to see her growth and how she takes responsibility Yeah, is insane. and it, But it leads to one of the best scenes in the season, which is Beatty discovering Frank's body yes. at the very end. And just not a single word comes out of her mouth. But And maybe I'm just like putting something on top of this. But what I interpreted from that scene and, and her being teary-eyed was that she felt responsibility for that in that moment yes that frank that her the thoughts going through her mind was frank is dead this person i used to see every day that i was friends with is dead because of me and he wasn't yeah but it's it's easy to kind of sort of jump to that conclusion of oh this man is dead because i stumbled upon those uh at the time 12 bodies
1: yeah, yeah, and God, because one of my favorite things about her arc is that you're right, she starts off mousy, and then over the course of the season, it's not as much that she stops being mousy, yeah. it's that she realizes that she can use it,
0: and and and, and she starts sort of,
1: using it as a strategy against people. Yes. It's brilliant. Sorry and it parallels,
0: that. no, but it parallels to a lot of characters in this show, too, where they find their strength. Yeah. The, end of the season season. Yeah. Uh, we saw it primarily in the first season with Lieutenant Daniels, who would never stand up to Burrell, the deputy, uh, in the first season. But and then in the end, he's like raising middle fingers anywhere and he's like, This is important. Yeah. And and then we kinda we, we we don't necessarily see that, but we do see Beatty getting her strength at yeah. the end. We see Frank getting his strength. We kinda we see Nick, Nikki, Nikki, Nico getting his strength. Towards the end of the season and, and having this sort of self-agency, which f- for like watching a character developing is just enriching. Yeah. When somebody finds their strength, it is so rewarding to watch.
1: Yes, yes. I I, I can't agree more. And um, there is something that I want to do that I found super interesting that I wish we had done the first season, but I, I definitely want to do for for this season. Um, but – I suppose that we'll play that little game when we come back from a, a, a ooh, break. Ooh, un juego. <laughs> si. You want to keep singing? No. Okay. Uh, well, welcome back to the <laughs> um, Uh, uh I, I wanted to, where we left off last time was me teasing a game. Um, I'm wanting to, at the beginning of each episode, there is a- it This opens... is our first
0: game. I think. Ah, whatever. Uh, All right, anyway. Sorry. Please continue. I'm sorry.
1: I'm going to be honest, yes. I I kind of like misrepresented it by calling it a game. Oh, okay. I was just going to do something. All right. But I can turn it into a game. No, it's Let's fine. Let's turn it into a game.
0: Okay.
1: Um, so, I'm going to name a quote from the show. We're going to go through the... Because qu- I, I, I really just want to go through the quotes of the show, because at the beginning <laughs> of each episode... <laughs> sure. At the beginning of each episode, there is a quote.
0: Right. We didn't talk about this last time.
1: Right, which is a shame. And yeah. I, I wish we'd had a quote that they basically title each episode.
0: Feels a little bit self-righteous, though, doesn't it? Like, a little bit. Like, we're quoting our own characters in this show.
1: Yeah, but but it's also, like, a, a little bit of a game as a an as audience member that whenever uh, they say the quote, you're like,
0: Ah, there it is! Yeah, or and, and then also when you see the quote, you're like, Ooh, what's this one about, you know?
1: Yeah, right, like, right, Like, right.
0: what, what are they trying to say with this one? Yeah.
1: Right. And so at, so at the beginning of each episode, they give a quote from a character that, that you're going to hear later on the episode. So I want to test you. You tell me... If you recognize, oh god, who said what? There's okay. no way. I, okay. I'd be. I don't if you think did. there's any way. But okay, for the first episode is um, the quote, "Ain't never gonna be what it was."
0: Ain't never gonna be what it was. I am going to say that's Frank Sabatka. No. Okay, of course not. Who is um, it? I've. I don't recognize his character's name. I'm going to be honest. What? Little,
1: Little Big Roy.
0: Little Big Roy. Little Big Roy. Little Big Roy. Exactly. It's so nine. um,
1: I have no. Fucking
0: clue. Oh god, no! Little Big Roy is one of the people that work on the dock.
1: Okay, sure, sure. sure. I think so. Is he the guy that beats up Ziggy and throws him on top of the... You know what? Not sure. Maybe. Um, Shame on us. You know what? I'm on it.
0: While I'm also I'm trying sure. to uh, answer these questions. Episode two.
1: They can chew you up, but they got to spit you out. Oh, they they can chew you up, but they
0: got to spit you out. It's I know it's in reference to the, oh gosh, to the Polish. uh Maybe the Greeks. No, no, maybe not. I don't know. They can I chew you up, know. they can
1: spit you out uh, is in reference to the um, uh, police department. Hire, oh, so definitely
0: Frank Sabatka
1: No. Nikki. No, no, no. Ziggy! No, no, no. I'm, I'm talking <laughs> the people that work for the police department. You're
0: killing me. I don't know.
1: Get chewed up and spit out. I don't know! McNulty. Okay. Uh, what they need is a union.
0: I know that one was by Beatty Yeah. Uh, in reference... What was that in reference to? Please remind me again.
1: Um, That was... Because uh, that was one of your favorite moments, wasn't it? It was hilarious. I, I And I shouldn't have laughed because it was extremely inappropriate, but it was very funny to me. It was... Um, <laughs> It was, they were talking about, uh, they were talking about all of the women that they found that were coming over to be, and and they were signing up to be prostitutes. They wanted to come to America so that they could be prostitutes. No, they
0: wanted to come to America to come to America. Their way of doing it was was human trafficking. Yes.
1: I think they said that it was mixed, though, right? I, I, because I thought that was a conversation where someone was like, "Well, are they, are they doing it voluntarily?" and they were like, and eh, "It's a mixed bag" or whatever. I,
0: uh, I mean, yeah, okay, that's probably it. But nevertheless, and so
1: someone's and so they were looking at these the girls' dead bodies, mm-hmm. and at one point, and at one point, someone was like, "Man, like they they need some answers." And then she was like, "What they need is a union," <laughs> <laughs> which is so shitty. Ah. Anyway, something that the that uh, the. the quotes reminded me of that made me excited and 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 made me want to talk about this was the show's relationship with time um not not like the the way in which it passes but mm-hmm. the the time the era okay. um they really confront head-on the fact that technology is on the rise oh
0: like things are changing yeah as we're speaking yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
1: and and not arguably objectively yeah. The case could not have been solved without the technology that they had gained within the past year. Yeah. Um, but also this new
0: technology to... is like uncomfortable for some characters too. It's uncomfortable yeah, for Yeah. It's uncomfortable for, I think a really good example is like McNulty at one point uh, asked somebody else, hey, what was he doing with his phone? He just kind of like looked at it and moved his hand a little bit. Yeah. And the other guy was like, oh, texting?
1: Yeah, right, right, right. And I thought there was gonna be more to that, but I was like, oh, he really just has a a hard time understanding that that was texting which is hilarious yeah you're totally right but literally I was thinking about there's not a single character in the entire series that does not confront some hardship Over the fact that technology is changing the way that people do things,
0: and the world is changing, like as as an effect of that too. I mean, just like the quote, which I think was actually from uh, one of the Greeks, I think, but like the world is getting smaller.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and which is which is at the time that's not what he was saying it for. He wasn't talking about technology. Yeah, but app. that's absolutely what he's, like, I, I think the writers were going for.
0: I mean, it's that, it's that bridge. It's yeah. that bridge. What provided the bridge for, quote, the world is getting smaller. Right, right, right. And it's because of this technology and this close line of communication that we can always have with one another. And it's sort of, like I said, this uncomfortable thing for some of these characters, but also it's what kept uh, the Greeks safe. At the same time, when they had this line of communication yeah. to like this random FBI director that they thought was in San Diego yeah. was actually in Washington, was much closer than anybody else thought he was. Yeah.
1: The, the, at, at the beginning of the series, it feels like, oh, yes, technology is making everyone's jobs easier. That's fantastic. Everyone's better at what they do now. Yeah. And then they realize that, oh, wait, the people that were working against also got that technology. All of our jobs are harder now. Yes. Everyone's yes, um, which which is funny. It's just a matter of it's not a matter of the game is over. It's a matter of we are now playing an entirely different game. Yeah. So um, people like uh, Val, Valchik's son-in-law,
0: uh, Presbuleski, yeah, yeah, all of a
1: sudden in-law. becomes the, like this quite guru a bit more, yeah, yeah. quite a bit more valuable. important, yeah, valuable yeah. to the case than like a like a, like a McNulty. Right. Which is hilarious. And I and I do like that a lot. I like yeah. that detail.
0: Well, because and if you also remember the first season, like Presbelewski was also the one that sort of figure out uh the code that a lot of the uh, operators in the drug business were using yeah. in order to communicate with one with one another with their pagers. Like it's this whole convoluted thing that he was able to figure out yeah.
1: and that so many others would never be able to and the craziest thing the craziest thing to me is that after this entire season of all of this technology and them trying so hard to to use the technology for for their favor and and all this stuff at the end of the day the way in which the bad guy got away is with the greeks yeah how
0: how they got away
1: how they got away they just left they just got rid of the technology.
0: Yeah, and they just and they were like, "Screw it, no, no loose ends. Let's just get rid of everything." Yeah, they um, were
1: like, uh, th- "These this technology has brought nothing this but." This place pain is for
0: too us. hot. Let's just leave. Yeah, they took and their they phones and they just left.
1: Threw it in the river. Everyone was like, "We can't get and get a hold of you," and they were like, "Yeah, it's great." As it? uh, I remember, <laughs> the
0: Greek saying something along the lines of like, "A wolf knows when a sheep is going to get slaughtered," or or like something yeah, like right, that. Right. right? That no having the wherewithal of hey, this isn't worth it anymore. Yeah. Let's uh, skedaddle.
1: And so, yeah, out of this. after all of that technology, after all that freak yeah. out of what are we going to do, technology, 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 yeah. the solution was get rid of it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Easy as that. And then nobody could get to them because yeah. once they cut off that sort of line, uh, their whole their whole case
1: died. Yeah. Right and and everyone else had, in the entire show had to jump through hoops and the Greeks just very calmly walked away. Like, they didn't even have to work at it, yep. which I, I, I did like that detail. I thought And, that was and
0: Spiros was talking to uh, Prop Joe, uh, the sort of uh, organizer group leader of West Side Drug Operation. Is like, there are going to be some new guys here soon. And so as if, like, none of this, like, yeah. mattered, yeah. per se, that once again, business is booming, baby. And right. we are back to normal in right. two weeks. You know, no big deal. With a picture
1: of him and, and – uh, uh... Him, Joe, and, um, it's just Elba. I'm so sorry. Stringer. Stringer. Come on. Stringer come Bell. on. Stay with me. Stringer Bell. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just, I'm, I'm blanking the names. There's so many names. There are good a good lot Joe, of names. Maybe. There are a lot of names. So many names. So, it, including, um, Ziggy and Nikki. Holy I haven't hell! To that yet. Holy hell! Please, yes.
0: no! I just, I just want to explain because nobody saw this, but the like the the sort of half a second before you said Ziggy and Nikki was like in such great strife and in pain. Yeah, just I was. Like,
1: just... Do I know their names? Ugh. Like, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> my face was really. Well, I, I don't even know what situation to put that in. Yeah, my my yeah my my face was absolutely. Grasping for, for air. I am
0: so sorry. That is all I pay attention to. What were you saying about
1: Ziggy? And I was just bringing them Nikki. up. I was simply bringing them up. I literally th- these were my notes for uh, Ziggy. Please. Um. I put and I quote. Yeah. Um. Okay. Seriously. Fuck Ziggy. Oh um, yeah. And then and then. Okay. <laughs> there was one point in which he started getting bullied. Yeah. Um. And then I said, "This is starting to feel like Columbinus." Is Ziggy going to... Yeah. I said, is Ziggy going to kill himself or someone else? And then whenever he said... Whenever he pulled out the gun and was about to go and in... And killed George Glikas. One, one
0: of the uh, Greeks in the... I mean, quote unquote, the Greeks. They're so not all Greeks, but uh, in the operation, yeah. The
1: exact thing that I wrote was, there it is.
0: I want to ask you a very, very simple question because I am curious as to what your answer may be. And sure. this question is... Is Ziggy a good character? That is the first note that I wrote <laughs> well, down. Because that's not a
1: simple question. That's a very difficult question to perhaps answer. Perhaps a
0: very difficult question because I think some of it is um so Ziggy is the son of Frank. Uh, he's performed by James Ransone, if I have that name pronounced correctly. I think both in the performance and the actual character uh, development slash writing that uh, this person, let's, we'll just say, hit some highs, but I think also hits some lows, right? So, like, the moments, I thought, the moments leading up to Ziggy pulling out the gun, shooting George Glicas in that shop... Um, were some of the low points in terms of, I felt, like the acting of the character. That was like, this feels very, very forced. But I was also interested in the character because of how the character served uh, Nikki, his cousin, and Frank, his father. Yeah. and uh, And how he affected them by the actions he was doing. But I also felt that Ziggy was frustrating because... I mean, Ziggy was immature the whole show, which is fine, but it's a little bit tough coming off of the first season and then going into this season, too, uh, where so many characters, most of them, if not nearly all of them, except for Ziggy, are really smart. Yeah. And, if they're, and if they're not smart, they're, they're clever. Yeah, in some yeah, way, yeah, yeah. everybody, nearly everybody, is either smart and/or clever. Ziggy is neither of those things, and so it's <laughs> yeah. kind of frustrating to watch um, this character who uh-huh. is, I mean, dumb for nearly an entire season before he actually learns anything. Which is fine, and there, I'm sure there are people like that, and it's, I, uh, it's, it's weird. Because it's in direct contrast with everyone and I feel like it sounds really, really good on paper. But every time Ziggy was on screen though, I was like, I don't really care. Why is he still around? I don't really care. Like I got invested in Frank. And I got invested in Nick. And and I I got like invested in sort of what was going on with the Greeks operation, just interested in how that's going. But I was never invested in Ziggy until like the last few moments that we saw him that where the curiosity came in my mind of what's going to happen to ziggy now yeah but but throughout the course of the season i was like i could do without watching ziggy at work
1: yeah and the, the, the big one being that it became abundantly clear to me whenever he was sitting there with his father at the very end that whole scene yeah, um, at the prison, yeah. At the prison, like in the interrogation room or whatever. No, the county jail, whatever it was. Yeah. That. Um, that scene was, by a landslide, the best acting that we saw from uh, the, the character of Ziggy. Yes, I thought so too. Um, And it was purely because, in my mind, it was just a page ripped right out of Mamet. It felt very... Yeah. Mammoth. Yeah, yeah. like yeah, yeah. okay, no, we're done with the we're done with the bullshit, yeah. like that whole thing, right? When Ziggy
0: had to confront with the actual stakes of the situation was the best moment for Ziggy because I also because right. also what was very good was after right after, which is funny because I thought right before his acting wasn't great, but right after he killed George Galicus mm-hmm. and that he gets into the car and then he realizes what he's done. Awesome,
1: excellent, yeah.
0: excellent moment, really cool, right? But we don't see Ziggy confront with much of anything for yes. the whole season. For the whole season, he's a, a thorn in somebody's side. He is an asshole here yeah. there. and there. Makes,
1: he makes the guy who, who plays Nick's character uh, – his his job is easy. Yeah.
0: I mean he, he, doesn't he, have he to gives work. him so much to respond to. She does to. not have to work on it. So much <laughs> yeah. stimuli. Yeah, true. Um, but, but it's frustrating to – See a character do that when nobody else does that, right? Like this isn't the case of like something like The Office, where everybody is for the most part kind of dumb except for two people, right? And everybody's sort of you know just not with it except for two or three people. Yeah. But then you have something in this show where everybody is with it except for Ziggy, and it's 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 just frustrating to watch. I I wish I could articulate it better a little bit more. But I, I think for me, I wanted Ziggy to either go through something more serious early on, or develop a little bit in character early on. Like I want, I wanted Ziggy to go through something because we see Frank going through something yeah. for for a lot of the show, uh, and the stakes he has is supporting everybody around him. We have Nick uh, also having similar stakes of wanting to support his girlfriend, and his child, as well as trying to craft a better life for himself, right? But then you have Ziggy, who it feels like half of what he's trying to do is, F everybody, I'm just here for myself, super-duper selfishly. Um, But it's not interesting. Yeah. Because when you put stakes in somebody's control, it's not as interesting to watch when you put stakes... That are in, uh, not in control for a character, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, part of the stakes for, let's say, like McNulty, right? Like, what makes everything so big for him is that, like, he he's never in control of a situation, and so we never get to see that. But I don't even know what I'm trying to say. I'm just trying to get articulate in such a way that Ziggy, as a developmental character, was weaker than everybody else and it wasn't just because he was an a-hole but because yeah he just didn't grow throughout the course of the season yeah
1: all of his growth happened at once yes that was the problem
0: i am fine with this sort of like revelation moment of oh no right i mean we live for those moments we love those moments we love those climaxes right but there was nothing sort of just just i mean no there was no development we had something we had bubbling underneath we know Ziggy's going to blow up. You wrote it down, too. Yeah. Right? But we didn't get development from that. We didn't get development from the bubbling underneath. At least, that's what I thought.
1: Um, I I would have to agree. Uh, I don't... Uh, yeah. The, the thing that bothered me, mm. I wish that there would have been... And I guess maybe this was the point of writing it. I wish there would have been a little more reason for Nick to keep trusting him and Frank to keep trusting him. I thought so, too. I understand that the whole thing is, but he's family. But my big confusion is he doesn't have to, like— Be involved. yeah. Yeah. He can still work at the docks. They can still be best friends without having to I- entrust him selling With, heroin. like, illegal activities, yeah. Right, right. Or any of the shit they gave him to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That has
0: to be kept on the absolute down low. He has done But it's so obvious. You look at Ziggy and you think to yourself, he has a big mouth. Like, it's so obvious. <laughs> <Yeah>. If <laughs> you a were big to, mouth. like, sort of yeah. craft the shape of... A big mouth that isn't, like, the show, but rather the character trait that is having a big mouth. It
1: is Ziggy it is Sabatka. Ziggy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ziggy is... Because
0: I, I, I had that experience, too, that I'm like, why are these characters trusting him? Yeah. It's so obvious to me that these characters shouldn't be trusting him. Caring about him, sure. I get yeah. that. Whatever.
1: Trusting him? And I was honestly really fucking excited whenever... Um... Uh, Nick is having a really hard time, and so he starts talking to um, his uh, girlfriend about the fact that Ziggy killed the guy and went to prison and everything. Yeah. And so they're on the playground or whatever, and he starts going, he's like, do you remember that, like, w- what what did Ziggy say when we were all, like, drunk that one night? And I was like, oh, maybe Ziggy used to be a good guy. Maybe the whole thing that he used to be a good guy. Yeah. Maybe I'm finally going to get some information that redeems Ziggy at all for me. Uh-huh. And then he said something about, like, 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 fuck you, university, something, something, something. Yeah. Like, And I was like, ah, nothing. So we were so close, but literally nothing. Yeah. Nothing redeems this person whatsoever.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I enjoyed, like I said, I enjoyed what Ziggy, as a character, did to Nick and to Frank. Yeah. Uh, did not care for Ziggy, the character, himself. Some of it was performance. I think most of it was writing. Um, But it was like, it was the weakest part. Of this yeah. season, which is a shame, which is a, which is a shame because even though, like we said, broken record, a uh, bit didactic, bit, bit heavy-handed, you know, getting the group back together, um, but this st- season is still incredibly very well done.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I think I got one more question. Yeah. Just just from my end. Hit me with your best shot. Brother moves
0: Oh my God! Thank you for reminding me.
1: Yes, please, pray do tell. Now here's my question. Oh no. Is he?
0: What the fuck kind of question is that? Why are you asking me that question?
1: I'm wondering because
0: This is what you're doing to me yeah. with that question. I cannot answer that question. And
1: win. You can't win.
0: Can't, no, that is a no-win
1: question. Lose, lose. I
0: answer that question, <laughs> people are going to be like, this guy's an a-hole. And okay. no, no, I am not answering that question. What I am actually going to switch it to Good. is one of my favorite scenes in the season. Where Stringer Bell, after uh, Brother Mazzone gets gets shot by Omar, Stringer Bell visits Brother Mazzone in the hospital. And for everybody, you know, you kids at home, if you've seen the series, just go to the very last episode. It's like eight minutes in where the scene is. Because I rewatched it today, I'm like, oh my goodness. Where Stringer is like, well, listen, we got you. We'll take care of it. And... Uh, Brother Muzone says, "No, no, no! Don't worry. I'll take care of them." And then Stringer Bell says, "Them who hurt you." <laughs> the best yeah. part, the best so part good. about this scene, and this is where, so uh, like this scene, I'm sorry, this series so far has really succeeded when there is no dialogue. Yes, when true. Stringer Bell asks, "Who hurt you?" Like them who hurt you, we have Brother Muzone in that moment. Realize, oh crap, I spilled something I wasn't supposed to spill because of the smallest thing. Yeah. If you look at under his eyes, his eyes open up This I mean, like
1: a oh. millimeter,
0: a millimeter, just a little bit open. Yeah. And then he looks away. It is just like masterclass of showing oh, not telling but also so like not showing any more than you have to show like just have the realization but the stakes are super high because if you really show your hand you're out <laughs> but oh. but, it, but it's the but you're still having the realization right so sometimes our body has to go through that experience of oh my god this is new information oh how am I going to deal with this oh no yeah. I just messed up in that one moment just then oh my god like our body is naturally going to respond yeah. to that but that little moment, that little moment of just those eyelids, the bottom eyelids,
1: right. just whoop, masterclass. <laughs>
0: I and okay. it was, but it was also that moment of like, oh my god, does Stringer figure it out? The Stringer figure it out? Does Stringer figure it out? What's gonna happen? What's gonna happen? Like, it, but the, the tense, the tense nature of that whoop of that little <laughs> moment, incredible.
1: Yeah, yeah. I. I, I've been doing it since the moment you said it, and I hope that everyone that that is listening to this currently is also doing this as well, just opening their eyes like a tiny bit, like a yeah. millimeter, because it's such such an interesting and, thing. And, and, and the and rest of his face do it, doesn't like, change either. The rest right. of his
0: face doesn't change either. It's so just the bottom just keep eyelash.
1: my face still and doing like the little boop is is so cool. Right,
0: and it's so yeah. subtle.
1: You're I did right. not. That's a master class. I, in
0: my first viewing, I did not notice that. Like I noticed, I of course, like is Stringer Bell putting two and two together? Like, is he doing it? I am terrified.
1: Um, but you didn't know why. You didn't know why you felt like that. You didn't know why you were like, how do I know exactly what this guy is thinking at this at this moment? Yeah. And you realized it was because of that detail. What
0: makes Stringer so interesting and Idris Elba's uh, performance so stellar is you see the gears turning. You see... Yeah. When you... Oh, Mac, let me tell you about something. And when showing. I see gears turning... Woo! Best. It's the yeah, best. Because yeah. you see... Because you see a person, you see a character go through process, yeah. and you see them figuring something out in real time. Yeah. And that sounds really boring. No, it is
1: so enriching. That is to the best watch, part. Right? It is. Part.
0: It is Shakespearean in nature. Yeah. When people are thinking things out on yeah. the fly, it's not thinking things out. You know, the scene beforehand. This is what I'm gonna do. No, no, no. It's like, oh, that's a new piece of information. Oh, how am I gonna deal with that? Let me go through my head how I'm gonna deal with that. Okay, well, now it just led me to this thought. All right, let me go to. I'm going to ask you this thought, but I can't show you my hand because if I show you my hand, I lose everything. It is so, so clever. And mm-hmm. I. Every time Stringer is on screen, mm-hmm. I know I said it in the last part, but I'll say it again. Hot diggity dog. Yes,
1: yes, I totally agree. And gosh, you're so right. There's not a better example of. You, you know what I'm about to say. What? Know it, don't show it. Know ah, no, it, don't, it don't show. show it. But then
0: it's also frustrating because, like, Stringer Bell should not have gotten that much screen time this season because the focus, uh, like, if you're going to make the focus on the Greeks and the Stevedores, like, make the focus that. Yeah. Um, instead you had this little thing, you know, like as if you're exiting a bathroom stall and you had toilet paper, you know, stuck to your shoe. You're leaving this trail of, oh, we got to keep up with, you know, Preston and Poop and, you know, the rest of, of that group. And like, well, why? You say I, rest of the gang. I was not actually going to say <laughs> rest of the gang. Way <laughs> to it. try to accuse me and you failed. No, it's funny.
1: It would have been funny.
0: But then it was also very clever of this season of having the Greeks be tied to Prop Joe's group. And I thought that is a very clever way of making like two stories, you know, fit together. But we were just following Stringer Bell's group. We were just following Omar. We were just following them um, because we just were, not because they had any relation to the sort of giant objective that was actively happening throughout the season. I still loved those moments, right? Mm Mm-hmm. I still loved most, if not every second of that, but it just didn't feel like it belonged in the same place as the story they were trying to tell right then and right there. It was so clearly trying to set up towards something else that it was frustrating because it was just like, but what? What about what you're trying to say right now? Don't don't try to like tease me with with what you're trying to say you know next year or the year after that whenever you release next season what about the story that's important right now because it's important to the rest of these characters let's let's va- like let's just value that a yeah. little bit more yeah. we didn't have these side stories in the first season mind you i know they're just trying to tie up these ends but where's the priority and and it was it was frustrating i still love those scenes like i don't think it can be mutually exclusive that i, I don't think I do, sorry, I do think that enjoying those scenes with Stringer Bell and everybody else and feeling like they don't properly belong in the storytelling of this season, uh, those things can coincide because, I mean, I had that experience throughout. Um, But with that being said, though, at the same time, even though it's not as strong as the first season, because the first season is clean. It is clean with the quality and the execution and just using every second wisely. It's not as strong in this season, but it is still incredibly well done because um, you still had all these characters go through things and we're still catching up with the personal lives of some of these characters and the stakes are still incredibly high for some of these folks. I, I still think the storytelling is very, very good. But the sort of pacing and how, uh still, the priorities uh, of it all was weaker yeah. than the first season. But also, I mean,
1: uh, I realized
0: that a little bit too late, uh, Method Man was cheese.
1: yeah. Yeah, Jeez. he really was. I was
0: like, I recognize I didn't even that think fella. about
1: that guy. Yeah, well, I haven't seen Method Man much, to yeah. be honest. But that that was a very funny thing to get that text from you. Yeah. Because I was like, oh man, I did not even know that.
0: He ain't nothing to F with.
1: Thank you. Thank you for that. I wish we could have ended the episode right there. That the whole thing just would have stopped right there. Yeah. Um, I, I am curious. What are your final thoughts on season two? And yeah. how do you feel... Going forward.
0: Season two was weaker than season one. Still very, very good. Still incredible television, still incredible acting, and for the most part, very good storytelling. Certainly weaker than season two. Um, but I am hoping season three will, you know, put it over the tippy top and provide the excellence that we are more accustomed to. Still excellent, second season, but 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 the uh, stellar excellence that we were accustomed to uh from the first season and it feels like the the second uh, sorry the third season is uh ramping itself up to be a lot a lot tighter of a story so i'm looking forward to the payoff of such um uh, mac what about your final thoughts
1: yeah i i am uh interested to see where it goes my main thing is because these writers are so excellent in terms of symbolism and in terms of Um, using the story to make comments on the city of Baltimore and the things that they saw while they were there, as well as the system, you know, and, and, and the way the world is changing with the system. I'm excited to see what they do in the seasons to come. This one, I don't think, I agree, was as good as the first season. Yeah. But it wasn't. You know, irreparably bad. Yeah,
0: I, but and I also wonder, like, what if this was like the first season that we watched? Like, we we'd still Would we still keep going. I mean, yeah. Well, yeah. I think I think the answer is yes, we but we'd still we'd sit here and be like, wow, this was incredible, right? Oh, but it funny. feels. I think it the season certainly feels weaker because we just came off with the first, first season.
1: season. Sure, for sure. That's what I think. Which is very common. Very yeah, common. And it's fine. Like shows.
0: that happens. There are so many shows that it happens to. You know. Yeah. Um, but. It's Sometimes it's really hard to follow up. It's very, very hard to follow up, you know? And sometimes it's fantastic to follow up. I mean, look at Shrek 2.
1: High key. High key. Have you, have you seen all the Shreks? Uh, not the fourth one. Splendid. Never stops being good. Never stops being good. Everyone says that Toy Story 2 <laughs> is trash. Toy Story...
0: Whoa, Toy Story 2? Ah, it's great.
1: Toy Story keeps getting good. Yes. Keeps keeps being good.
0: Mac, what are we looking at
1: next week? Toy Story. No, I'm kidding. Um yeah. ooh, That'd have been sick. Oh, I wish. Hell oh, of a I'm such a hoe for Toy Story. Hell of a segue. Yeah, yeah, what what a snipe. Yeah,
0: but you don't have that gumption. You don't have, you know, the bravado.
1: You know who does have the bravado? Who? MF Doom. Oh. Yeah, I know. Oh man. I know. Bring the mood down. Oh man. Sorry about that. Oh. Um recently, uh uh the rapper MF Doom died Yeah, sadly i
0: said passed away that would have been more uh, you know eloquent yeah
1: better send off i guess yeah very good passed away passed on
0: just just get on with it
1: we're going to be reviewing his most popular album yes. uh, mad villainy yeah from 2004 oh, sweet I'm, I'm i'm excited about it and we're going to talk a lot about uh, how he is the best rhyme magician of all time
0: wow all right so Thank you so much, Mac, and thank you, the listener.